Hey, Liv. Hey, Sanders. What are you in the market for today? A waffle iron. Thanks for downloading the used and amused podcast. On today's episode, live shops for a waffle iron. <laughs> waffles live. Who doesn't love a good steaming plate of Belgian waffles? Neo Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> what other kind of waffles are there besides Belgian waffles? Uh, I don't know other than Belgian waffles other than what I guess you would call your standard waffle, you know, which is, um, I mean, when I think of the Belgian waffle, like, I think of your standard, maybe like a inch thick to two inch thick waffle, you know? So you got, basically you've got your metric waffle and you've got your imperial system. Yeah, I guess, you know? Different. Different sizes, different gauges, popular in different parts of the world. Are Belgian waffles big in Belgium? I I believe so. I've never actually been to Belgium, but I know there's a story about Belgium is a very Catholic country. And I know that there's a religious element to waffles. Like, because if you look at a waffle, every part of the waffle, uh, you know, there's there's basically a cross all over waffles. And I know there's that... If you look into some Rick Steves, you can look deeper into the religious meaning behind the waffle and its connection with uh, Roman Catholicism in Belgium. You know. So this week's episode of the Two Sorry Excuses: Christ and your breakfast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. iPods and iPhones uh, all over the the northern or southern shores of Massachusetts have just clicked off. <laughs> the southern shores of Massachusetts. <laughs> All right, so talk to me about waffles. All right, well, I don't know if you know. Some people are pancake people. Some people French toast people. Uh, I love French toast as much as the next person, but I really love a good waffle. You know? And, uh, what? If I had to pick... If I had to pick... If you put me on the spot, I would say I'd say French toast is top of your list, and right behind that would be would be waffles. Yeah, that's probably pretty accurate. Um, the bare truth, unfortunately, of everything is I've been cutting back on all of that stuff just because you know I'm trying to live a healthier lifestyle. As much as I love French toast, you. it's you know especially the way I make it. It's not exactly good for you. And even if it's only once every week, it's probably once every week too many times. So uh, ideally, stuff like that, I'm trying to not eat maybe more than like once a month at this point in my life. <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> but uh, but when I move, I always wanted like a good waffle maker. And I guess I was really peaked. I bought this house. September 22nd, 2014 was the closing date on my house. Uh, Earlier that summer, 2014, I remember I went to uh, my buddy Ben Sislin's wedding up in um, the Eastern Shore, Maryland. 
and uh, we were staying at a hotel. And one of my favorite parts was the fact that, you know, you know, like you go to the, you know, your standard, you know, little lodge hotel, and they got the make your own breakfast thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I definitely loved it that you could make your own waffles. <laughs> Like they had the batter there yeah, and you poured yeah, into the, the uh, into the waffle maker. With the Belgian waffle maker, but it was more industrial, you know, but it was you know, basically a jacked up version of the ones you can buy for your house. I mean you can buy those for your house, but but it's really not worth it because there's a like, you know, hundred fifty dollar model, you know. Right, but, right. But you know, it's the it's just basically the scaled up version of the standard Belgian waffle maker you get for your house. You know, you pour the the waffle mix on it and you clamp it down and you flip it over and then the light goes off when it's time to flip it back over and you open it up and you got a beautiful Belgian waffle, you know, like a thick fluffy it's really, Belgian waffle. It's really a simple process. Oh yeah. Simple as hell, but it's, it's beautiful. You know, of the three of the three big breakfast carbs, the, 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 the pancake, the, the waffle and the French toast. Yeah. The other two are either a process or an art form, right? Yeah. Pan- but pancakes are, are difficult to make. You got to know how to make them. Yeah. And French toast is a process. You got to make sure you have the right bread. You got to make sure that you know how to do it. Yep. You make sure that you have the right utensils and implements. But the waffle iron, the waffle Fucking heat up the waffle iron, make sure it's you grease it down, and boom, yep. done. You know the biggest Look. pain in the ass about making pancakes? And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to a diner to eat the day after the Red Dress run, and I sat at the bar because I was by myself, you know. So right at the bar in there uh, is right where all the cooking's gone on, you know. So I was observing how they make their pancakes because my biggest pain in the ass with a pancake is always having the flip side get equally cooked as the way the first side is cooked, you know? Yeah. And I was unable to tell about how they were doing it there because I think the secret might be is that nowhere you go is it going to be cooked as perfect because it's never going to be as the shock of the heat when you first pour the batter on there, it's not going to be equivalent to when you flip the pancake, you know? So what I'm thinking is, although it looked perfect there, but that's the way it looks when I flip the pancake, I don't think they ever flip it back over. So it always looks perfect. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, So I'm not able to see the other side if it was lighter I don't know. I'm very peculiar about my pancakes, you know, and it is a constant thing I fight with when I do make it, you know, trying to get that perfect pancake. Cooking pancakes at home, I think, is a waste of time because you need a skillet. uh, I have a cast iron skillet, skillet. so it definitely makes it better. Not a skillet, eh? What's it called? Yeah, yeah, flat grill. Griddle. Yeah, griddle, yeah. A grill, like like at a diner or at like a restaurant, right? Because otherwise, you, it takes forever to cook enough pancakes to eat. And well, I mean, let's say how, you have that. How many people are you cooking pancakes for, Sanders? I, I mean, sometimes 14. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're talking about cooking for the DeSantis family Thanksgiving breakfast, yes. 
you need a it's hard to do it just in one skillet you know but and i'm cooking pancakes i'm generally cooking for myself so my cast iron skillet's good enough you know but it's all but dealing with cast iron skillet is a is a delicate science too you know getting it to the right heat the perfect heat for you know that it's not so hot that it burns the pancake but it's hot enough that it doesn't just slowly cook the pancake that it's light you know yeah, yeah, but but that's yeah. all people's liking. Like my sister Mari, she likes the light pancake. I don't like a light pancake, you know. No, yeah, that's that's no good. You got it's got to be. See that you're right because it's got to be well done, but it can't be overcooked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a thin line between one that's burnt and one that's perfectly cooked. You know, it's a delicate balance. I'm getting better at all. Which the is time, why, but. Which is why pancakes is universally number three on yeah. our list. But like two months ago, I, you know, I used to like, you know, you ever have a banana pancake? Um, no. Uh, well, banana pancake is freaking delicious. And you'll go places and it'll be like the actual banana cooked up into it, you know? And I tried that a couple of times. It didn't come out the way I liked. Well, a couple of months ago, what I did, and this was really awesome, you know, I had the banana and it was a banana <laughs> that had cooked, that had been out for a little bit, you know, to the point that it was getting mushy, which was perfectly uh-huh. fine for what I wanted to do. Um, yeah. I made the pancake mix and then I, I, um, I mashed the banana with like a potato masher. You know, I mixed it directly into the pancake mix, and that was phenomenal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's how – I've never had them, but that's how I would assume that you would make them. Yeah, but I know there are places here that serve them, and it's like the actual banana. But the thing is, they're all dealing with griddles, and it's definitely easier to make anything like that on a big-ass griddle, you know? Okay. Where it's a controlled heat, you know, like it's industrial, like it's not subject to the whims of – your home uh, range, you know? Um, But, uh, but yeah, well, I was thinking about that because when I was at the diner, I noticed they were making a banana pancake and they were making it where they were just throwing the bananas right in there, you know? Because that's another issue when you make pancakes with stuff in it because you're going to lay down the first layer of pancake. Well, you just can't throw stuff in it. You got to make sure it gets submerged into the batter because if it's exposed, you know, it's just going to burn the fruit, you know, whether it be blueberries, strawberries, or bananas or what have you when right. you flip it, you know? So, I don't know. I mean, we probably got off the rails in the pancake talk, but that's all my fault. Um, it's okay. So, anyhow. I've decided... I've decided that tomorrow I'm going to take the day off of work and find a place that makes banana pancakes. <laughs> you should, man. You'll, you'll love it. Get yourself a big plate of banana pancakes and, and some bacon. You'll be loving life, you know? All right. That's, I'm going to do that tomorrow. Play a little hooky. Yeah, screw it. little hooky, eat some banana pancakes. It's Friday. Screw it. Uh, In the summer. Right. Yeah. Come on. No like, this, I mean, that, this shouldn't be that. Yeah. It shouldn't be that hard of a decision. You're right. Done. Sold. You got a Go. week and a half of summer left, basically, right? Labor Day is the end of it. Yeah. That's it. That's it. So there you go. Um, well, anyway, so I was at the wedding. I was like, oh, man. Uh, and I kind of rediscovered. And I knew I used to. I knew I like waffles, too, because a lot of times, 
you know, a common thing, uh, you know, especially when I was uh, romantically involved, the common part of the relationship was uh, weekend breakfast trips. And I always would get, if I went to a place that had a waffle, I'd always get whatever I want and a waffle, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> which always killed like even like over this past weekend where i went uh because there's a place i used to commonly go slim goodies uh i went there and i um and i got uh you know bacon eggs and all this and a waffle you know <laughs> even though they oh, served so the waffle like as a meal on its own yeah <laughs> so it wasn't because you I, I thought there was some correlation or connection between being romantically involved and having the ability to then order whatever you wanted. But it was just because you're going out to breakfast more. Wait, what? I'm sorry. Excuse me? I, I got. I, I was a little confused because I was. I thought you were trying to make a correlation between being romantically involved and your ability to order anything you want on the menu. But... No, it's not correlation. It's just that when I was romantically involved, I used to go out to breakfast all the time. Breakfast more. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's a very couples thing to do, you know? Sure. You you get up (laughs) nine or 10 o'clock on a Saturday or Sunday, you roll out and you go, you know, unfortunately, often having to wait in line, you know? Yeah. Um, All the other. All the other people who are also getting lucky at that point of their lives. Yes, yes, <laughs> exactly. I don't have to wait in line on Tuesday. <laughs> I go right in. Yep. I sit anywhere I want. I sit anywhere I want. Yeah. Well, that's the thing now. Like, And then even before I owned my own house, you know, I would go out to breakfast occasionally. And um, that was the thing. The place, like the place I went to over the weekend, I used to go to that place a lot more. Uh, a few years ago, like in between the time that I moved back to the parents' house before I bought this house, uh, I would go there alone a lot. And and the good thing about that place was they have a little bar inside. If you want a table, you have to wait, but there's usually at least one seat at the bar and they'll always let you go sit there alone. So I would show up there and just skip past everybody waiting for tables and go sit at the, uh, at, at the bar and eat. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the counter. And, bar. And the counter, yeah, counter. I mean, bar's incorrect. It's counter because <laughs> it's a diner, you know? <laughs> yeah. So that's what I did this past weekend, or two weekends ago, you know, because it was one of those, because the day before was the Red Dress run, and I was just dying, you know, after. Oh, right. Yeah, one of those days, you know, where it's like I slept all day. I probably slept for like 15 hours, you <laughs> know? <laughs> got home at nine rolled into the diner around noon <laughs> um nine that night and then rolled in yeah, yeah, right. noon, like got yeah. out of bed i was like well i'm gonna go get some breakfast yeah <laughs> and uh i mean i didn't have any of those fixes at my house anyway but i went and got my uh my waffle uh so anyway so when I got when I moved in the house, Brian and Carla sent me a as one as one of my um, housewarming gifts. They sent me a gift card for uh, I think it was Crate and Barrel, I believe. You know, so okay, yeah. So so I was like, well, I gotta get some stuff. I looked and first thing I bought uh, with 
amongst other things, I bought. A, I was able to buy a couple of things with that with the gift card because they gave me a really nice gift. Uh, one of them was a Waring Belgian waffle maker. You know, W A R I N G. It's a good, good brand. You know, um, I'm sure you heard of the Waring brand. You know, they make a lot of uh, kitchenware type of stuff. I have kitchen uh, gadgets. Uh, and it was a really nice one. Stainless steel, flip around, really high rating. I think it retailed for probably like 50 bucks or so at the time. And um, and I was making like waffles basically every weekend at that point, you know, because I was like, I got waffle makers. So, you know, and now while I was on my own and I'm living alone, it wasn't like gone out. I would like make waffles and bacon or sausage or something. I wasn't making the full spread with eggs and everything else because it was kind of unnecessary. Um, but it got to the point, you know, like, and then like, the last couple of Christmases, I guess began in Christmas 2015, maybe it was. Or was it 2014? It might start in 2014 because I was already living here. I already had the waffle maker. Uh, when my sister at her house decided she was going to host people for Christmas and we decided we were going to do like a modified thing. And they'd make, you know, her husband was going to make omelets and they were going to make other stuff. And I'd bring the waffle maker over and make waffles, you know, because... When I moved here, it'd be a thing. I'd invite my parents over occasionally, and they'd eat waffles with me, you know? And um, so I did that for a couple of years, and then this past Christmas, I'd go over there, and I had the waffle maker gone, and it literally died, you know? No shit. On Christmas Day, the waffle maker died, yes. And my dad's like, oh, give me that. I can fix it, you know, because he, he tinkers around electronics, you know? Like, I'm sure your, yeah, your yeah. dad probably... Especially your dad being an engineer. I'm sure he's the type of guy who could tinker around with electronic things, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. Like, I don't totally. know. It's always just a switch. Yeah. Oh, you know. Like, my dad it's got a bad always, switch. Like, break out, like, the little solder and iron. And he's not really a genius, but he just knows how to tinker with crap like that, you know? Yeah. And it's all, once you learn what the relationship between each parts of anything, each part of anything is... It, it, it's just like a light bulb goes off and you're like, oh, that makes yeah. sense, you know? Yeah, I mean, I was all like, let's just get rid of it. Because I'm like, these things are cheap. I can get a new one, big deal. My dad's like, no, no, I'm going to take it home. And of course, he took it home and then it actually was just straight up fried, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it wasn't as easy of a fix, whatever the case was. It wasn't, but that's such an old man thing to do, you know? Because it definitely wasn't yeah. even worth the fix. <laughs> so when is it? When does it crap out? Christmas Day, two thousand sixteen, just this past Christmas. You know, and but the uh. thing is, so I'm like, oh, that sucks. I'm gonna get another one of those. But in between, and this all falls back into Craigslist. Um, sometime, one thing I always wanted that I always saw, but I wasn't gonna buy it for myself because I was like, ah, it's too expensive. One of those like Cuisinart four in one griddle like sandwich press machines. You ever see those? Um I think it's called like the like the model number might be like GRN41 or something like that. But it's basically like you know Cuban sandwiches and stuff on them. They got flat plates that flip over and they're griddle plates on the other side. But then well, why is it a four-in-one? Because it can do four different things. Like, it's got griddle plates, and then you can open it up to be flat. You can make eggs and bacon on it. 
There's a, oh, and then okay. you can buy waffle plates for it to make waffles. And it makes the smaller waffles, like the thinner waffles, you know? So Cuisinart Griddler GR4N? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Four and one, yeah, yeah. GRN41 okay. or whatever. They might have a, there's a couple different models. Sure, so sure. last year at some point, I saw a guy. They At the time, you could probably find for like 80 bucks or something. Occasionally, you could find cheaper if they're on sale. But sometimes they'd be as much as $100 new, you know, depending on where you're buying it from. And um, and I'd been looking at one of those because I was like, even before my waffle maker broke, I'd been looking for one of those just because they're cool. You know, I like the idea how you can make press sandwiches and stuff on them, you know? Uh, yep. And I, I saw a guy on Craigslist that had one, and it was new in the box. And I went to his house. He had for 50 bucks. I tried to offer him less, but he didn't want less. It was a wedding gift, and he had literally never taken out a box. I was like... I was like, "Good take for you." He's like, "Nah, man, it's 50. Uh, he's and he had looked. He know he knew how much they went for new. I was like, "Yeah, that's fair, man." And I just made strip 50 because that was a deal. Because if you would have bought it new, I know at the time the best new price on that was 80 bucks, and I was getting it new. It literally had the tape on it still. You know, he had never opened. It was just a wedding gift, and then he didn't. They didn't want it. You know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's an odd. That's an odd thing to just not want. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, because he, because they probably ask. That's what kills me with that. Th- that type of crap is the stuff that you probably put on your registry, you know. Um, you know, I doubt somebody just randomly got you that thing. But even if not, I mean, he was like a dude from. He lived here, but he was a guy from Alabama. You know, you figure a guy like that would appreciate a machine like that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it makes great, like, quesadillas and grilled cheeses and stuff like that. Um, so anyway, after my uh, waffle iron died, well, I bought a pair, of, a set of the waffle plates for that thing. And occasionally I made the waffles on it. But the waffles on there don't come out as good as the waffles on the Belgian waffle maker. You know? And part yeah, of the problem yeah, yeah, is, yeah. like, the top, the top of that thing doesn't get as uniform heated as the bottom of it, you know, so it doesn't create the best waffle. The waffles are okay, but it's not as good as the waffle on the dedicated waffle maker. You know, All right. Brown would probably poo-poo me for having a dedicated waffle maker because apparently he's against stuff like that. Uh, he's against having a dedicated waffle maker. He's against single-use gadgets, basically. See, I've always fallen toward the end of the spectrum that says multi-use gadgets are usually crap. Yeah. Well, I see a lot of stuff. Walton Brown, it's not necessarily gadgets. Like, like I bought a Whirly Pop because I was looking how to make popcorn. Uh, I had like a gift card. That's why I bought the Whirly Pop. You know, you can make, you know, the Whirly Pop thing where you crank the pop, the, the 10. No, I- no, I have no idea what a whirly pop. I gotta look that up now. Oh yeah, yeah, Hold it's on. whirly with an e, l e y pop. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you can uh, make movie style popcorn with it. Um, and I was able to get it because I had like a discount when I was buying a girl her wedding gift. Uh, if I bought 
something else I could use a coupon that took off so much percentage that the Whirly Pup basically cost me 15 bucks, which is a really good deal because I think it would have been like 25 bucks or something, you know? Um, yeah. And, but like the way he suggests to make popcorn, it's like using a steel mixing bowl, you know, the stainless steel mixing bowls. His thing is don't buy stuff like that. Use it, you, you know, you can use uh, basic pots and pans and stuff that you should have in your kitchen anyway you know okay all right but 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 a lot of stuff's a bigger pain in the ass the whirly pop's awesome you know <laughs> and it does if you got the right stuff it does taste like movie theater popcorn it is how they make the popcorn movie theaters you know if you see the machine that's what world yes. pop is you know it, it you put you you turn the crank and it spins it around you know um, now, if based on that interpretation of his of his theory, right? I agree with that. Yeah. Because the reason I think that uh, you know a four in one or a three in one gadget typically is crap because it has too many moving parts that are not special or too many moving parts that are specialized yeah. to only one portion of the function. Right. Yeah. That don't that so, just don't do one thing good. Yes. So your theory behind Arlton Brown's theory that you're that you're adopting is that hey, you already got a pan. You got a pot. Yeah. That's that's the the best tool for this job. I agree cuz it's the simplest tool for the job. Yeah. Yeah. So so okay, it, it's like it's 6 and one half dozen of the other, but I'm I'm down with you. I'm yeah. Down with you. So, so he probably wait, you know, but of course how you going to make waffles without a waffle iron. But like the right. uh <laughs> The Cuisinart four and one, everything that it does, it's doing it's using the same basic theory. So it's not like something um so it's not the same multi use in terms of what I think we're thinking, you know, like um like I'm trying to think of other things, but I know there's things where it's like tools are big on different that. things, but it's four different disparate things. Whereas right, like, so I'm, I'm thinking Riddler is doing four different things that are all a subset of the same thing, which is hot metal plates. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking like the the the, the prototypical uh, multi-use tool that you'd buy your dad, uh, you know, when you were shopping for Christmas gifts when you were just yeah, old yeah. enough to buy, like the flashlight that's got a screwdriver inside of it. Yeah, combination screwdriver, hammer, plunger. Yes. Like, yes, like yes. that shit never works. And it's like 10 chinky tools in one. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. So 2016, Christmas of 2016, yeah. less than less than uh, 9 months ago. Yeah. You're you you're devoid of your of your waffle maker. At this point, how much have you cut back? On waffles up until Christmas. Right. I'd probably, or, or, I'd probably cut back and actually, yeah, I probably wasn't because that's if I was eating anything a lot more last year, that's when I was on my holla. Well, that well, I wasn't even on a kick because I'd start doing that probably before, but throughout 2016, I made holla French toast a lot, you know. Yes, yes, so I was kind of on that kick for a little bit. And when you're eating yourself, you know, you get a loaf of holla bread that's like uh, multiple weekends of French toast. Because, you know, the thing about French toast, the bread doesn't have to be fresh. In fact, right. you're better off. And I was going to, like, this nice French bakery and getting the day after Lowe's, which was cheaper than getting the holla from the grocery store, you know? Because yeah. they would sell me, like, two bucks for, like, their day-old Lowe's, you know? Um, and that stuff's really good because, you know, holla, I mean, 
obviously you have to be familiar with it being from your neck of the woods uh, with a large Jewish population in the Northeast. Uh, it's, of course. It's spongy and kind of sweet, so it's perfect for making French toast with. And the way I was raised on French toast, which is how I used to always make it for years, and occasionally I will, uh, is the way my mom used to make it with actual French bread. You know, which uh, I guess they would call Pond Perdue, the French version. You know, but that's how we used to make it our little, and that's how I made it for years. You know, not with Texas toast, but like you know, a day old loaf of French bread, and it's and it's good too because it because you get nice thick breads and it's got a little resistance to it. You know, it gives it a little. My mom's. That's how my mom makes French toast. She makes it um, maybe for Christmas. Um. And Easter, or maybe okay. just one of those two holidays, but it's the it's French bread, French toast. Yeah, see, that's the way that's the way to go, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. it's good. It's good. It's the best because, uh, like a like a regular thick bread, thick toast piece of French toast, you know, gets a little soggy in the middle. Yeah, right? the French bread. Well, even if you, you got Texas toast, you know, it's still the bread of a slice of Texas toast is. A lot more porous than a than the doughy middle of a slice of French bread. Correct. Yeah. Correct. When I was in Chicago, I had sourdough French toast. That was actually pretty good, though. You were on a big French bread uh, French toast kick before the waffle. Before you got the waffles, or just you got into the into the, into just the habit of making the French like toast. I go through. Yeah. Little. Okay. I go through little spurts. spurts, yeah, when I decide I want to do this. But when you buy, like, the holla, it's like, I'm not going to eat French toast constantly because I know it's bad. I can only eat it on weekends, but I would eat, like, one day. I wasn't going to eat on Saturday and Sunday because it's such a indulgent meal, you know? Like, right, right. Because I eat it with, with um, for one, the mix I use has sugar and stuff, but then I use syrup, you know? I don't use, I don't like just, like, powdered sugar on my um, French toast, you know? So, you oh, know, yeah, I, you gotta have syrup. I, I smear the butter and syrup on there, you know? So it's, yeah, of course. And then I'm eating bacon with it. It's just a, it's something that you shouldn't eat that often. It's that right. indulgent, you know? I hear you. I hear you. Like, it's like you're treating yourself. But I'd always, whether it was that or whether it was more healthy or fair, like omelets and stuff like that, on weekends, um, yeah, especially when I was a regular member of the nine to five Monday through Friday workforce, I tried to eat big breakfasts on the weekends because it was like a treat. You know, because during the week I would eat like oatmeal or yogurt. You know, boring, sure. utilitarian, healthier stuff. You know, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So for the time being, the waffle press worked for the Cuisinart Grill, and even maybe two weeks ago, I made waffles with it. You know. And okay. um, and I ate them a few times because the recipe I made them from scratch, the waffle mix, you know, um, and uh, you know it makes enough mix to eat waffles like three times or something, you know. So so I ate that a couple of times a few weeks ago. Well, last week, at some point, maybe like ten days ago now, I was. You know, like like the thing goes, um, occasionally looking at Craigslist after we had talked about it. You know, I hadn't looked at it in a while. But I looked, and there was a lady who was moving uh, probably like two miles away from my house. 
It must have been. Um, you know, she's in the general uptown university area. Uh, and she had KitchenAid mixer and all these attachments, $290. And it also mentioned, oh, I also have blenders and waffle makers, yada, yada, yada. And why didn't say anything? Because I'm like, ah, I shouldn't be trying to buy other things. You know, but then like four or five days later, you know, which was probably like on Friday. It must have been. I got. I went back. I was like, ah, I should see if I can at least get the waffle maker. Because I looked at it. It was a Bella brand waffle maker. And, uh, All right. And I looked. I was like, yeah, I, I saw the picture. You couldn't make that too well. I was like, oh, it looks like the Belgian waffle maker. Sort of like a head, except it's a Bella. Um, and uh, so I got in touch. Where I was like, well, one of the things she had that she was selling uh, with the kitchen age, she's selling all these attachments, and one was the meat grinder. And I was like, Yeah, I should see. I was like, Screw it, I can afford to drop some money. It's not like I'm so poor that I can, and I'd always want one of those meat grinders for my mixer, you know? Yeah, so, um, so I was like, Screw it, I'll get in touch with her. So I sent her, um, I guess I text messaged her, yeah, because she had her phone number on there about the, um, I was like, oh, well, I'm really interested in that waffle iron. And if you still have, if it's still available, and then if you're willing to part with the parts of the KitchenAid mixer, I'd be interested in buying some of the attachments, you know, because I have the KitchenAid mixer. That's from a previous Craigslist buy. <laughs> yeah. Wait, before we get too, before we get too deep into your, in, into your transaction, I, I want the Craigslist, everything. Wait, I want to go, I want to go back and punt the brakes here for a second. Cause, okay. because we got, I got a lot here that I got to, I got to sort out. So the original waffle. Okay. So I want to even go back before your, your gift card from Brian and Carla. So, in the two sorry excuses lore, waffles go back to October t- 21st, 2014. A simple search for the word waffle on the two sorry excuses website brings up four episodes between October 21st, 2014 and March 1st, 2015. Well, it makes episodes, sense because I moved in here episodes, in October 2014. Sorry. So episode 42, uh, which is one uncultured fuck. Uh, we say here, um, it's, uh, the guys, uh, oh, live update Sanders on his efforts to furnish his house, provide optimal post-coital television viewing for the future Mrs. Livicari, and satiate his hunger for homemade waffles. So you must have had a hankering for the homemade waffles when you moved in. Then in December, uh, that same year, uh, episode 50, uh, entitled Irvin Berlin is a douche, um, <laughs> Sanders almost uh, breaks an arm, patting himself on his back, while Liv walks us through his exploits at Waffles. So we have a two-month build-up to uh, to your Waffle unveil episode. And you said that was the- Christmas, though. December that was Christmas. Yeah, December two thousand fourteen. Then uh, in January of two thousand fifteen. Wait, so that was Christmas two thousand fourteen. January of 2015, in episode 52, The Full Rockford, um, Liv makes waffles. <laughs> <laughs> so you must have, uh, we must have taken off uh, Christmas Day, uh, and then we, this must be the episode we came back from. Did you make Chris, uh, waffles for Christmas for your family in 2014? 
Yeah, that's what I was saying. That must have been the first year. I was saying that earlier. I was like, it must have been 2014, the first year I did, because that was the first year I moved in here. And the first thing I bought when Brian and Sir made a car was a waffle maker. And And then in uh, September 22nd, 2014. So March 1st, 2015 appears to be our last episode of Waffles. Uh, uh, episode 59 entitled Tweaky Nipples. Uh, the boys are back for a Sunday morning edition where they swap waffle recipes. <laughs> so in four short months, no, uh, six short months, um, we tackle the waffles. We tackle waffles four times in 15 episodes, right? And waffles were- so they were hot to trot. and And I own... A waffle iron as well. Um, as a matter of fact, I own the Bella rotating waffle maker. Do you own which, the same one I have? The picture that I sent you? Uh, Stainless steel? See. No, mine's plastic. It's probably retails for about $25. Um, it's got the folding handle. Yeah, mine has and, a handle. Like the handle's yeah. got a hinge on it to turn it. Yes. Yes, so yeah. I have that one, and that was actually a, a gift. Um, I know you told and, me previously about how you used to do the waffle station. Yes, for yes, we have at, uh, house. at one of the Christmas. At the condo, right? uh, one we had a waffle party. Uh, I think I I definitely did it here at the house. Um, probably also did it at the condo for St. Patty's Day. Okay, and then um, I'm almost positive. Almost positive I did a waffle day, a waffle bar at Thanksgiving for dinner. Okay, yeah. You know, I, I always have Saturday dinner, but I you like to do breakfast, breakfast for foods. Yeah. Which yeah, is awesome. I, like I love breakfast. breakfast. So this was a gift. Ange, um, so I'm not exactly sure of the dynamic, but uh, her mother, Jude, uh, her father had a younger sister who was significantly younger, actually the same age as Ange's mom. So it's actually, France, Francis is her name, it's actually Judy's aunt. Okay. But they're, they're, they're the same age, so they're more, they're more friends. I don't know if it's, it was a half-sister or a late-life late child uh, of, of Ange's great-grandparents or whatever, but... Uh, Francis is cool because she's the type of person who still looks at you as gift worthy because you fall into the category of once being a child who was gift worthy. <laughs> do, do, do you follow me? Once a a gift-worthy child, always a gift-worthy person. Exactly. Regardless of how old you get. If you were a child and I gave you a gift, you will still get a gift from me as an adult, right? Yeah. yeah. It's probably how I'll be with my niece, Sloan. She's she's moving into her college dorm tomorrow, but I probably will always be giving her a gift like like she's a kid. Exactly. Uh, And, And some of that has to do with... Uh, the relationship that you share with that individual person. Some of it has to do with just how you are as a person. And some of it is just circumstance, right? And when all three of those things wrap up together, 
you get a you get a waffle iron as a 40-year-old man or a 35-year-old man on Christmas because Ange is gift-worthy in the eyes of Aunt Frances and Uncle Gordon. It was perhaps the best Christmas gift I've ever gotten gift. from a non-immediate family member. Yeah, like it's something you actually will use and something you'll actually enjoy using, not something stupid exactly. that will sit there, you know? Exactly. And I'm looking at it right online, and it's probably it's probably the same exact model that I have, and it's 20 bucks. It's 20 yeah. bucks on Walmart. Uh, it's, it's all plastic, yeah. uh, with the exception of the cooking grates, but you know what? It makes an awesome waffle. And at this point, it's probably five years old. The handle's broken, and sometimes if you turn it, if you make the flip um, to lock it to make like the crispiness happen, um, it's broken. So sometimes it gets stuck, <laughs> ah. and you're you're at risk of overcooking it. But really, all you got to do is just power it, power yeah. it through. Yeah, and yeah, it's made of plastic, so you you can you can do it. Um, but still, that's it. That's it. That's my pat. That's my. That's my waffle iron. Now yours, you're saying that your is uh, it's, oh, it's metal. Here we go. The Bella yeah, thirteen nine ninety one. As cheap as I think maybe I saw it as cheap as twenty seven dollars or so on Amazon. But of course, everything you see says normally forty dollars. You know that type of thing. You know, okay, so, so it's the Bella a step up from what you have because it's so the Bella the steel model. Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you exactly how many. So steps I looked up at the price is. the other day. The Bella thirteen ninety nine one. I know that's the. I don't know how you would say it. the one three nine nine one. That yeah, model. I don't know. Polished, yeah. Polished stainless steel rotary waffle maker uh, at Macy's. Regularly priced forty four ninety nine. Sale price twenty nine ninety nine. So that makes uh, makes total sense, right? Seven inch yeah. waffles, rotating function, easy to clean with nonstick plates, Browning control dial. Uh, it's it's basically all you need, and because it's, it's stainless steel, it, it's a little hardier. Yeah, it's similar. It's very similar to the wearing, which I think went for like fifty. And wearing is like uh, a little higher in the Bella, you know, in the pecking so, order of um, of kitchen appliance makers, you know. <laughs> so the wearing, yeah, you can get a wearing waffle maker belgian belgian waffle maker anywhere from 49.99 to 339 dollars right yeah so, so 339 I'm, was probably the one that they were using at that hotel makes sense makes sense. yeah it's pretty sturdy has a has a pretty solid base it's a restaurant quality yeah uh it's a restaurant yeah, it's quality a, maker yeah yeah but it's got the kind of um the handle on it kind of comes down Sure, like that's um, exactly that's that's exactly the one. It's yeah. the WW180. Yeah. It's a single Belgian waffle maker. Cooks one waffle at a time. Um, let's see. It looks like it makes an 11 inch waffle. Okay. Can that be? Can that be true? That's a big waffle. That's a huge waffle. That's a that's a big waffle. All right. Yeah. Um, Unless it means 11 in circumference. Because 11 in diameter would be ridiculous. So the so the uh, see so it only it doesn't have the cooking specs it only it has that yeah uh, but either way that's the one you had 
That's, yeah. def- that's definitely the one you had. Yeah, I had the $50 um, one, yeah. It can make so, 35 Belgian waffles per hour, which is pretty solid because that means you're banging out a waffle in two minutes. Yeah. And you Under can set minutes. it to like whether, you know, just like, you know, you set it how, how dark you want your waffle. You know, you can do a very light waffle. You can do a dark waffle. I like to do maybe kind of a little bit more than halfway toward on the darker end, you know? Yeah. Now, at the... See, there's a huge difference. They they don't really have like a... Oh, okay, here we go. So then there is a... There's a $100 class of waffles, which appear... Oh, Who's no, never mind. Those... No, those are Cuisinart. Never mind. Never All mind. Right. All right. Never mind. So the Cuisinart. All right. Well, anyway, so on Friday, I think I got in touch with her. I really was hoping to get that meat grinder, but she's, you know, she responds to me. She's like, all the KitchenAid stuff's gone. Waffle maker is still available. So I just said, screw it. I was like, you know, I was like, would you take five bucks? <laughs> And she responded, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you ended up with the Bella, uh, the Bella uh, stainless steel one. Yeah, yeah. And then, what? see, originally, like, the Bella, I was coming up with what you had, you know, because I just did Bella Belgian waffle maker. And, and when you do that, the only thing or the first thing that pops up is the plastic ones. I was like, 20 bucks for a waffle maker, you know? And I was like. I can't find the stainless steel one, you know. But I was like, the skirt of it's twenty bucks, and she's just trying to sell us. I'm gonna offer five bucks, you know. And then when I got home, I started googling the stainless steel one. I was like, yeah, I really did get a good deal, you know. Um, so have you made waffles yet? Not yet, you know. Um, I'm not sure whether anything was going on this past weekend. Oh well, yeah, stuff was going on this past weekend. Saturday, I don't know why I didn't make waffles. Sunday, I went to go be the auctioneer auctioneer for Jordan's fantasy league, so that wasn't waffle time. And even though I'm not employed, I feel like I'm enjoying life too much if I'm making waffles on. Um, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? On the weekday, waffles. Yeah, on the weekday. I feel like I'm enjoying being unemployed way too much if I'm making waffles on a Tuesday. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, but listen, like man, don't say for the weekend. Don't deprive yourself too much, because in a couple years, they, you know what they say is that, that on their deathbed, no one says, I work too much, and I ate too many waffles. No, I didn't work enough, and I ate too many waffles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Listen, don't deprive yourself, man. <laughs> don't deprive yourself. You uh, you got a new waffle iron for five bucks, which is, uh, which is a steal. Um, I'm going to say, right... Uh, I mean, we're not expecting the lifespan of the waffle iron to be more than two or three years. Yeah. Right. Five so, steel. So you know, take it, take it for what it's worth. Get your use out of it. Enjoy your waffles, and then because uh, hey. who knows, sometime in the very near future, you'll find yourself back in the market for a new waffle iron. I'm already, I'm already winning. I think since I paid five dollars for a forty dollar waffle maker. <laughs> Hashtag. Winning. Yes, hashtag winning. All right. With apologies to Cornelius Swartwout. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We'll see you guys next week. (laughs) Bon appetit, Fredo.
Thank you.